Austin Reed will play in the New Orleans Bowl, and Southern Miss arrives in Mobile for the Lending Tree Bowl. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I host Afternoon Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP in Mobile, covering the South Alabama Jaguars. And prior to that, hosting Mornings 103.7 The Game uh, in Lafayette, Louisiana, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. This episode of Lockdown Sunbelt is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. We will actually hear from Will Hall, uh, Malik Shorts, and Frank Gore Jr. Uh, They were in town on Tuesday. That's when they arrived, and we got a little bit of a press conference there, so we'll play about four minutes uh, from those guys uh, later on. But the big news of the day, Western Kentucky's Austin Reed withdraws from the transfer portal returning back to Western Kentucky and apparently now will play for the Hilltoppers against South Alabama, excuse me, uh, against South Alabama in the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, I don't think it takes a super genius to figure out what actually happened. Maybe we, maybe I'm wrong, but when you go into the transfer portal and you are 4,200 yards on the season, you're second in the nation in yardage. You are second in the nation in touchdowns. One behind the Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, 37 to 36. Uh, and you have places like, I don't know, Louisville, Purdue, Power Five schools coming after you. And you go back to Western Kentucky. Certainly nothing against the Hilltoppers. Solid program. Kind of feels like. Maybe Austin Reed was paying attention to some of these coaches. So, I don't know, like old Mrs. Lane Kiffin and whoever else Jimmy Sexton uh, is representing, that if I suggest I'm going to leave, maybe money comes in. So, I will take a wild guess. I do not know anything, but it does sound like it would appear to me, I could be completely wrong, that maybe a car dealer or a bank or someone stepped up with some NIL money. Uh, for Austin Reed, which, as far as I'm concerned, good for him. Not necessarily great for South Alabama, but good for Austin Reed if he, look, I'm looking to leave. I want to compete at the highest level of football. Great. Also, places like Louisville and Purdue and other places will bring in uh, NIL money for you. I mean, some of this NIL money is getting, I don't want to really say out of hand, but <clears throat> it is uh, it is getting, well, out of hand. Uh, but if he is threatening to leave and then goes back and doesn't want to play at the highest level, one would think that maybe, maybe a little cash exchange hand, which again is okay and completely legal and good for Austin Reed for playing the ballgame. I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. That's just what I think. I mean, maybe someone started throwing, you know, loyalty, teammates, finish what you started, those kind of things, Adam, and pulling at his heartstrings. But I would, I, 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 
I think we're going to find out that Austin Reed, maybe by the time this game is played a week from today, that Austin Reed has signed a, a few NIL deals, which again, good for him. Not necessarily great for uh, South Alabama, but I think it makes for uh, a much better ball game uh, compared to what it, it could have been, which may have been a South Alabama uh, blowout. All right, Th- these two teams are relatively even offensively. Western Kentucky is a little bit more efficient scoring-wise. They, they score four more points, and I think that's a whole lot. It's actually less than four points, but we'll round it up. Western Kentucky scores uh, 36 to South Alabama's uh, 32 points, uh, but South Alabama allows four less points, uh, less than 20, 19.5 to 23.5. Uh, Western Kentucky almost has 500 yards a game, 483 to South Alabama's 427. Uh, but it's going to come down to the biggest difference is going to be the defense where South Alabama's barely given up 300 yards a game and Western Kentucky gives up 381 yards a ball game. And I don't know if it's going to make a big difference in this one uh, because the leading rusher for Western Kentucky, you know, doesn't have 500 yards that South Alabama only allows, you know, doesn't even allow 90 yards a game. Doesn't allow 90 yards a game on the ground. 88.7 yards uh, on uh, the ground. Pass yards, again, they're basically even. Defensively, Western Kentucky allows 224, South Alabama 215. But here would be the big difference. In terms of rush defense, Western Kentucky gives up almost double. Not quite, but almost double what South Alabama does at 156 yards a ball game. And... South Alabama rushes for 166 yards a game. So we will look for them to uh, take advantage. But, you know, let's look at the quarterbacks. Uh, You know, Carter Bradley, first year in the program, transfer from Toledo, almost almost 3,000 yards, a school record, 25 touchdowns, school record. Did make some poor decisions every now and then, 10 interceptions. Not all of them his fault, but uh, some of them were. Uh, Austin Reed... Now, he threw not quite 200 more passes, but he did throw for 4,200 yards, 4,247. That's second in the nation. 36 touchdowns, also second in the nation. He threw 10 interceptions. So, Austin Reed threw 10 interceptions in 547 attempts. Carter Bradley, 343 attempts. So, Austin Reed, a little bit more efficient when it comes to that. And then when it comes to uh, the running backs, uh, it really is one-sided. LaDainian Webb. Uh, rushed for over a thousand yards, 13 touchdowns, and uh, is coming back next year, which was, you know, music to the ears of not only uh, Kane Womack, but a uh, Carter Bradley as well. But Kai Robichaux is, you know, the leading rusher, 496 yards and three touchdowns, although he does average. How about this? Uh, he averages 6.8 yards a carry. They do do average. They just don't run it, actually. So, Davion uh, Irvin Poindexter, he's got the most carries with 107, 492 yards, but he averages 4.6 yards. LT Sanders, he averages almost seven yards a carry. So, when they try to run it, they're pretty good at it. They just don't bother trying uh, to run. Let's see here. Uh, Western Kentucky attempted... 388 yards. I'm sorry, 388 rushing attempts. Let's see what South Alabama did. I'm going to suggest it may be significantly higher, about 100 more. 
for 180. So, and they rushed for almost 2,000 yards. Braylon McReynolds was banged up, uh, but he did a good job uh, back uh, last ball game. Uh, Marco Lee getting the tough yards inside. Omni Wells, uh, not only uh, 55 uh, carries, but he's got a handful of, of uh, receptions, 12 as well. So I think this game is going to come down to uh, the defense. I think it will be high scoring. I think South Alabama is probably going to get one more stop than Western Kentucky. The over-under is 56. The uh, spread is four. I'm going to take South Alabama. I don't think it's going to be a big win by any stretch of the imagination. And I'll say, I'll say, mm, <laughs> being a little bit homer, I, I, I can deal with that. I was going to say 35-31, but that doesn't cover it. 38-31 seems like a lot. That seems like if, if South Alabama can hold Western Kentucky to 31 points, I mean, that's just below their average. That's going to be pretty good, all right? Uh, so we will see how that goes uh, a week from uh, today. All right, we did get a chance to speak with uh, Will Hall uh, and a couple of the Southern Miss players. We will, you will hear from them uh, momentarily. But first, let me tell you, the holidays are here. You know that. But to achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks, it's not hard to do. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use code LOCKEDON at checkout to get your $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even an easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. All right, so Lending Tree Bowl is actually coming up Saturday in Mobile. Uh, the uh, the New Orleans Bowl, not until Wednesday, a week from today, uh, it's coming up. And so we had a quick presser, if you will, a little press availability uh, in Mobile. And we got a chance to hear from Will Hall and uh, his players. We'll, play, we'll maybe do the Rice ones uh, another day. Uh, but this is an interesting matchup. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, actually, Southern Miss did win their final ball game to get in. They had lost three in a row after winning not only three in a row, but five out of six. And then they kind of got, you know, blitzed, if you will, by Georgia State. They fell behind that ball game, I think, 28 to nothing. Yeah, they did. After they, they kind of got a little cocky because they, they beat Louisiana by uh, 15. They kind of snake bit themselves, I guess, against Coastal Carolina. That was the first ball game that Grayson McCall missed. They fell behind 17-0, but took a 20-17 lead. And eventually, Coastal Carolina does win at 26-23. Actually, Southern Miss did have the ball last, and I think the uh, drive stalled around midfield. 
And then they were ahead of South Alabama. They had a 17 to 7 lead against uh, South Alabama. Or I guess, uh, sorry, 17 13 lead in the second half. But South scored 14 uh, points in uh, the fourth quarter to uh, win uh, the ball game. They did score. Southern Miss did score a late field goal, which if you had seven and a half in that ball game, you weren't happy about, I guess, depending on which side you had it on. Uh, but uh, then they almost got the onside kick. They almost got the onside kick, but they did not in South Alabama hangs on 27 uh, to 20. And then they had to go to Monroe to win that ball game. And they fell behind or they got ahead 10, nothing. Uh, ULM tied the ball game up, but they do win it 20 to 10. So, they come in a little hot-ish, I guess. You know, what have you done for me lately? But they've still lost three out of the last four. That's a little bit better than Rice, who's lost three in a row. Rice has lost uh, three in a row, and, and that could have more to do with the schedule. Right? The FAUs were earlier. The La Techs were earlier, although they did get blown out by Charlotte earlier. They're playing Western. They lost 45 to 10. They lost to UTSA, who's ranked and is playing Troy. And North Texas, who, with a victory, ends up playing in the a Conference USA a championship ballgame. So, it was kind of backloaded. I mean, they were 5-4. and four. Could look at it that way. They've lost three in a row, but because there are not enough bowl teams qualified, they end up... Uh, they end up going to a bowl. And I'm probably going to be, I mean, Rice's defense isn't very good. We talked about this uh, when we did preview the ball game. So Rice does not have a particularly good defense. I think Southern Miss's defense, although statistically doesn't look great either. Um, Points-wise would be the difference, I guess, looking at the stats. Southern Miss gives up 23.5 points a game. Rice gives up 33 uh, 0.8 points a game. So that's where we will have uh, an issue, uh, where Rice will have an issue. I do think Southern Miss will uh, win this football game. Uh, it is a six and a half point spread. I will pick Southern Miss to win this ball game. Rice can score a little bit. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say 34-24. 34-24. That may be pushing it on my end. 34-24, uh, Southern Miss. Okay. So uh, now we're just going to go straight into uh, the press conference. Uh, we edited it together, but it'll be Will Hall talking about his team, and then Frank Gore Jr., and then uh, safety uh, Malik Shorts uh, talking about the season uh, and it rolls for about uh, four minutes, but uh, they are excited about playing uh, in the Lending Tree Bowl. First up, head coach of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, Will Hall. Appreciate it, guys. Really glad to be here. want to thank Jerry and the Lending Tree Bowl, you know, for obviously this opportunity. We're really excited to be here. Uh, obviously, you know, it's been a tough road for us since taking over this program two years ago. Uh, we're slowly but surely building it back, and we're excited to get Southern Miss back in the postseason again. Uh, we played a really tough schedule, battled out six wins. We played 12 games, 11 of them were really, really close. Could have won a few more, could have lost a few more. And uh, 
got a, got great respect for Coach Bloomgren and what he's done at Rice and what he's built there. They play a really physical brand of football. They really control the clock. You know, the way they shift in motion gives you all kind of trouble, and they really get after you on defense as well. Uh, like you said, y'all brought it up earlier. A lot of familiarity between us. We played last year, had a really, really slugfest type game, and uh, we got a lot of respect for them. Really proud to be here, proud of our players and how they stuck through it through some really hard times through COVID and a lot of coaching changes to, and our seniors to get us to this point and to get us here. And, uh, man, we're really, really excited to be here. So with that, I'll open it up. I don't know if it's an advantage or not, but we are excited about it. You know, we do have a really good fan base, a very passionate fan base. And, uh, you know, Mobile being close to, to Hattiesburg is awesome for us. And uh, I expect our Southern Miss fans to show up and, and do a great job. And we're just proud to be back in the postseason, man. Everybody asked me, you know, before the bowl selection, man, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? We, we're proud to be here, but we're certainly excited to be in the Linden Tree Bowl and be in Mobile. Yeah, you know, this, this, our schedule this year has been extremely tough. We played five teams that won eight or more. We played four that won nine or more and a few that won ten or more, you know. And uh, going on the road that last game of the year to play Monroe was a big one for us. You know, there was a lot on the table. And we needed to get back to six and get us back to, to the postseason. That's, that's something that we really felt like was a step we needed to make for our program is to get back in the postseason. And we're glad we were able to do it. And, uh, you know, we're excited to be here. Trey Lowe's going to start. Trey Lowe's going to start. Trey, uh, Trey kind of solidified the position for us late in the year. Uh, we're really proud of him. He was coming off a really, really bad fo uh, foot injury from the year before. Got himself back healthy and started the last three games and provide some, provided a lot of solidness to it. And uh, proud, proud of the way he played, proud of the way, you know, that he finished the year. Yes, yes, I grew up playing quarterback. Yes, yes. I, it was very exciting. It was very big for me knowing that I was capable of doing it, so I just had to go out there and get it done. Uh, that means a lot, knowing that we haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher here in a long time. But I want to give all credit to my coaches, uh, my receivers for blocking for me, and my O-line for putting in the work. It's been, it's been a crazy season, but uh, we're here, and we got an opportunity to finish it off. And nobody gets uh, uh, congratulated for being a participant, so we just have to come out on top and get the trophy. Knowing what was on the line, uh, all our older guys, we know that we have to pull it through, not only for the younger guys, but for the program, knowing that we haven't had success long, and it was our time to, to overcome. So we were ready, and we had to get it done. Uh, you know, it's been up and down. You know, we've uh, been in a lot of close games, you know, some that been good to us and some that's been bad, you know. And we just try to maintain the same thing, uh, the same energy and same everything really every game and you know we try to always match that intensity for the first game so we had some good games and we had some bad ones you know we shot ourselves in the foot but it's definitely been a good ride to see it's definitely been exciting too you know he changed the culture around you know he brought excitement he knew what young guys needed to do to feel better and be wanted be to be wanted at Southern Miss so you know he brought a whole he changed the culture you know he Everybody that was there before he got there, we believed in everything that he said, and we stuck by his side throughout everything, even going 3-9 and nine last year. You know, and, and, and he changed it this year, bringing in some more kids and, you know, helping them with us also being the old guys in the group and guiding them along to this AIE and how we are involved in now, and this is just in us. Uh, yes, sir, it do, because, you know, he uh, try to close the, control the clock sometimes, you know, and uh, we also know we've been playing a lot of defense. We got a lot of guy, older guys on defense, you know, and uh, we got a lot of experience on the back end and, and in the linebacker room. So 
you know, it keeps us calm when he keep, when he's comes on the sideline, and when he excited, we all get excited, you know. So when he brings that energy, you know, we already know that we got to match his energy as well. So he he doing a good job as that, and you know, he just making sure everybody is safe and taking care of each other. All right, thanks to Will Hall, Malik Shorts, and Frank Gore Jr. Uh, for joining us on a Locked On a Sun Belt. Let me tell you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, info stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. You're always, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Okay, so we have previewed many of uh, these bowl games uh, so far. We will have a couple of more. I am hoping to go down to the New Orleans Bowl. Logistics seems to be an issue so far. Uh, but we will continue to uh, preview them uh, as well. Uh, unfortunately, we're expecting weather in Mobile today. The plan was to drive to Louisville to be with the family on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but we will hopefully we'll just have a, a regular podcast Wednesday. Could do it from home compared to uh, doing it from uh, the road. Uh, because uh, I don't really need to be driving through tornadoes or flooding waters. So we don't need to do that as well. We still need to preview uh, the Cajuns taking on Houston in the Independence Bowl. That is Friday the 23rd before uh, Christmas. And then uh, we do have, there are two ball games actually on Tuesday uh, the 27th. Georgia Southern and Buffalo playing in the Camellia Bowl. And then Coastal Carolina uh, and East Carolina playing in the Birmingham Bowl. Still waiting to hear from where Grace McCall is going to go. I mean, it could be very interesting if he does choose, oh, say, hmm, Auburn. If uh, he chooses Auburn and shows out in the Birmingham Bowl in front of hmm, Auburn fans. And maybe if, uh, if he does choose Auburn, the Auburn fans will show up. Uh, it is a 5.45 p.m. ballgame. I think Auburn played like during the day last year. Um, and that didn't, against Houston, as it turns out. Uh, and I think they had a big crowd because stadium's not that big. So, I mean, the stadium, stadium they, they did a good job of putting people uh, who normally can't see an Auburn football game uh, into, uh, into a nice uh, stadium there. I think it was in, in Birmingham. So, uh We'll see what happens should Grayson McCall decide to go to uh, Auburn. And if that decision is coming, I mean, it still has just less than two weeks. It was two weeks from Tuesday uh, between uh, the ball game and whether he's got time to make a decision. I would think that here's the thing. With the transfer portal going on, I got to believe that I got to believe that Auburn is going to start pushing one of the quarterbacks to make a decision, right? Here we are. This is what we offer. Are you interested? No, we're going to go to the next guy. No, we're going to go to the next guy. So that's what we're, uh, that's what I would think. So somewhere along the way, there's going to be, well, coach, I'm getting ready for a ball game. I understand it's a big decision. 
kind of make a need to make it make it make the decision sooner rather than later. Uh, all right. Want to thank you for uh, listening to a uh, locked on a uh, Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. We'll do another episode, uh, hopefully on uh, Thursday. Uh, once again, thanks very much for watching Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.